and we were talking about it. I went to lunch with George Lynn and um, Caroline and Jackie, and we were sitting there talking about all the food, of course, because why else would we go to lunch together if we weren't going to sit there and talk about food all day? But we were talking about how the little pieces of beet would be perfect as a sub for uh, tuna in a poke bowl, in a ahi poke bowl. Um, so I think I'm going to play around with that because that sounds fucking incredible. Um, but I don't know, I've never seen beets that color before, and I'm not sure of how they prepared them, drained them of that bright red color. Um, they definitely weren't golden beets, but man, they were delicious. So that was my adventures at Ramen Hood in downtown LA. Always fun uh, trek from my hometown out to uh, downtown LA. Um, man, I really need to get to LA more often because there are so many other places I need to go and I get stuck in these habits of keeping to the same places that I know are delicious. So next time I go out, I'm going to try some different stuff. Maybe I'll venture out into like the far reaches of LA County and go into like Pasadena, Glendale and stuff like that and check out uh, some of the other vegan places out that direction. Um, but man, I love me some good ramen, and Ramen Hood does not disappoint. Interesting fact is that the main head chef at Ramen Hood is not vegan, um, but apparently saw a, you know a, a need in the market. He was, he's a traditional ramen chef, so he brought his ramen expertise into the plant-based world, which is pretty cool. Um, maybe he'll start eating a lot more vegan foods now that he knows how delicious it can be because he's making it. Um, I think that's what makes this ramen or this food taste a little different than most vegan places we go to because he doesn't have the same tricks that most vegan chefs have because he's not a vegan chef. He's just a chef that happens to be making vegan food. So his his culinary point of view comes from a different place so he's doing different flavor combinations that we're not used to you know like this little faux uh hard-boiled egg that he puts on top of the ramen isn't like a black salt and and you know stuff that we would use as vegan chefs or vegan cooks to make an egg flavor he did his own thing it um it's like an agar and soy milk uh, molded into the shape of an egg and then the filling is nutritional yeast and something else and um, it doesn't taste all that eggy but once it soaks in the ramen and it soaks up the flavor of the ramen it tastes really good and adds to that authentic flavor of ramen or that authentic feeling of eating ramen because you know it's supposed to have that egg on top um, so interesting that you know a non-vegan chef is creating some amazing vegan food at this place that is 100% vegan in the center of Grand Central Market in one of the busiest uh, little lunch spots in all of downtown LA. So I thought I would share that interesting tidbit. Um, I would love to hear your recommendations for great places to eat that are just something really special. You know, I know the I know the standards. I know the you know the veggie grills and the native foods and you know the the, the mainstays that everybody talks about in their big cities. But if you know of a little spot um, anywhere, let me know. I would love to check it out if I'm ever in, in that neck of the woods. And especially if you know of, of crazy little spots that have great vegan stuff in the in the 
LA, Orange County, South Bay type area. Um, I would really love to go check them out. I'm, I'm having a really good time checking out, out the food scene since I've, you know, moved back. And now that I have a little bit of time on my hands, I've been adventuring out a little more often. So give me your tips on where to go and what is a must have and what is a must try. Uh, I know of all the donut places, so you don't need to tell me about all those. I'm not much of a donut gal and I appreciate the fact that there are vegan donut places, but you don't need to tell me about those. I know about those already, (laughs) but uh, tell me everything else. I want to know. Yeah. Give me your tips. You can email them to me at joni at justthefood.com or you can leave a message on uh, the blog page, um, on the podcast page. Just leave a comment in the comment section there. Or you can find me on Facebook and leave me a message there. That would be awesome. Thank you. news. A new update to Hampton Creek's battle to keep its name Just Mayo on its plant-based mayo products. Um, The great news is they're allowed to keep their name. They do have to make some minor alterations to the uh, labeling, but um, as a general rule, they're going to be able to keep the name Just Mayo. After many, many months of battling with the Egg Board and FDA over the definition of the word mayonnaise, um, it has been um, decided that Just Mayo is allowed to keep its name. Now, this is more than um, about mayonnaise. This is about lots of things. This is about plant-based products in general. Uh, For a long time now, um, the Milk Board has been lobbying to have the name Milk removed from products like soy milk or coconut milk or almond milk saying that that they shouldn't be able to use the term milk either. However, on that fight, the FDA has sided with plant-based milk saying that yes, uh, it's, it's any reasonable consumer would know the difference between almond milk and dairy milk. So that was, that was good news from the get-go, especially since it's been in place for so long. But other products like cheese... A good example is Miyoko and her cheeses. Um, She is based in California. Because she is a small business and did not have the means or the time, honestly, to go up against big government, she's had to relabel her product as a cultured nut product. Even though she uses traditional cheese making processes, culturing, aging, um, and she even has a staff of traditional cheese makers making her products she's not allowed to call them cheese because they're made with nut milks and nuts instead of animal based milks so her product is cultured nut product so I'm hoping after this whole debacle with the American Egg Board and the disgusting 
collusion between the FDA and the American Egg Board causing their CEO to even step down because of embarrassing emails that were leaked, um, death threats, whether they're joking or not, and, you know, trying to get just mayo off the shelves at places like Whole Foods, um, it was just such bad press and made them look so bad that hopefully... A half mile, take exit 2A for Sentinel Avenue. That hopefully this decision by, um, in favor of Hampton Creek will allow other plant-based products to keep their names. Cheeses, yogurts, milks, you know, ice cream as what they are, which is vegan versions of their traditionally non vegan counterparts so that's very exciting it is a uh, step in the right direction so I'm very excited about it and hopefully like I said you know number one is great news for for Hampton Creek but hopefully it'll be great news for everyone else as well vegan road I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, Hallmark keepsake ornaments Ever since I was a little tiny baby, uh, my grandmother has purchased a Hallmark keepsake ornament for me since I was born. So as of today, I have 40 of them, plus a handful of other ones that got thrown in because sometimes she got me too. She always thought about me and what I would like in my ornament. Um, of course, when I was a little tiny baby, she had to make those decisions for me. And back in 1975, she started me off with Snoopy ceramic ornaments. They're all dated. Um, they're still on my tree today. And then as I got a little older, I had this incredible fascination with Garfield. So it switched over to Garfield ornaments. And as I got a little older, um, my early teens... Uh, it was obvious that I was loving animals quite a bit, so it switched to like cats and dogs and cute little ornaments of cats and dogs. And then I got a little bit older and I was going through a retro phase in my life, so Grandma started getting me Coca-Cola ornaments um, with like the classic Coca-Cola look to them. So there's a few years of Coca-Cola ornaments. Um, and then I started cooking. So from probably about 10 years ago on, she has been getting me these just adorable keepsake ornaments that are like a kitchen set or a snowman baking cookies or a mixer or something like that. And it's just really sweet. And every year I unpack them all out of their individual boxes and put them on the tree. And then once New Year's comes, I take down the tree and I lovingly pack them all up in their little tiny boxes and pack them away for next year. It's a whole ritual. It's a ritual that I've been doing every year um, since I've had my own Christmas tree and when I still lived with my mom, we did it together because my sister also gets keepsake ornaments every year and my mom gets keepsake ornaments every year. So it was always just this total ritual that we did and we remember the years as we open the ornaments sometimes I cry with emotion and I know it's so silly and it's everything that Hallmark expects from a keepsake ornament we even started doing this with our uh, niece uh, when she was born last Christmas we got her first 
keepsake ornament and we'll get her another one for this year and so she'll have a bunch of ornaments when she gets a little bit older um anyways the whole reason i'm bringing this up is because the most hilarious hallmark commercial has been airing on tv this season where they're all sitting around the table and dad's at the head of the table or grandpa is at the head of the table and the family has decided to go vegan and the family has a completely vegan meal set up on the table weird food seaweed and and funky foods that aren't very representative of what i would have on my vegan christmas table but anyways grandpa keeps asking for ham and there's no ham because they've gone vegan and so the mom gives her father who is the grandfather a keepsake ornament with a little pig on it and it's just adorable it touches me in a way that it probably doesn't touch all that many because of my extreme strange fatuation with hallmark keepsake ornaments anyhow you guys google the commercial hallmark keepsake vegan family ham I bet you will get you there if you Google that. And the cutest thing about it is not only is it about Hallmark keepsake ornaments, but it's a mainstream commercial that like really throws vegan right there in the spotlight. I've heard some people talk about it in a negative way, saying it makes vegans look weird because they're eating seaweed. Okay, whatever. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's fantastic that they're showing an entire vegan Christmas dinner or family holiday get together that's in totally vegan and we all know we have that one grandpa or uncle or cousin or somebody that's going to complain about not having any ham so it's just totally relatable it's totally awesome and I love that it's out there so if you have a chance google that watch that commercial it's super cute and get yourself a keepsake ornament this year start your own tradition no this podcast is not sponsored by Hallmark <laughs> All right. Vegan Road Rant. All right, guys. Today on the Indie Music Spotlight, I am showcasing Jamie Kilstein. Jamie Kilstein, the comedian turned musician, fucking rad dude, uh, progressive podcast host, along with his wife Allison Kilkenny on. Citizen Radio. Check it out if you're not already a Citizen Radio listener. Um, it's really a great podcast. I've been listening to it and supporting it for several years now. I'm super grateful that uh, Jamie allowed me to share this song with you guys today. It's by Jamie Kilstein and The Agenda. This song will be on the new album. Um, and I will put all the links in the show notes. But for now, enjoy this lovely holiday tune, also known as The War on Christmas.
abortion So ho, ho, ho Let's all go to the Chick-fil-A And burn it down to the ground Ho, ho Let's all go to the Hobby Lobby And engage in a pounding That means sex In the parking lot by Jamie Kilstein and the Agenda. Check out the show notes. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Um, go to Pledge Music and download uh, his album, pre-order his album. That's going to come out in the spring. Once again, all the links are in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed War on Christmas by Jamie Kilstein and the Agenda. Vegan Okay, so we're three days away from Christmas when I'm recording this right now. If you're like me, you wait until the last minute to do everything. So probably on Christmas Eve, I will still be baking and wrapping and packaging up presents to send to loved ones to bring over to holiday get-togethers and all that good stuff. Thankfully, my family doesn't do quote-unquote real presents. We just do like food gifts and homemade stuff Um, and sometimes we like adopt a family so that we can give those less fortunate some um, 
holiday cheer. So that's cool. So I don't have to worry about, you know, braving the malls, although my husband and I do have an annual tradition of going to the mall on the busiest shopping day of the year so that we can uh, people watch because we don't have to buy anything. So we just go get drunk and walk around the mall laughing at all the craziness, which is our own little, you know, annual Christmas tradition. Because truth be told, I kind of miss the uh, frenzy of holiday music and decorations of malls since I don't have any presents to buy. Um, anyhow, back to my story. It's a few days before Christmas and there's a lot to do. So what I've done up on justthefood.com is put up a last-minute Christmas gift guide, which includes some things you can buy online, like donations to different farm sanctuaries, uh, subscriptions to podcasts that need your support, um, like Citizen Radio or Colleen Patrick Goudreau's Food for Thought or, you know, Our Hen House. Um, that really do need uh, the money to help change the world for animals. So I've put some links up for those types of things. But what I've also done is put some links up and some recipes up for things that you can make real quick, things that you can put together in a a GIF to bring over to your family, friends, office workers, wherever it is that you need to bring presents. Um, Homemade um, DIY vegan food gifts including some peppermint truffles, some instructions on how to make your own pickles, um, instructions on how to make your own gift boxes, things like that. So head on over to justthefood.com and get all your last minute Christmas tips. Vegan Road I just want to talk real quick about something that isn't very cheery and isn't very Christmassy or holiday-y, but it's something I've been seeing a lot lately, and that is a lot of racism, sexism, and flat-out bigotry in the vegan community. Um, It shouldn't be tolerated in our community. It really shouldn't be tolerated anywhere, but especially in a community that bases itself on passion and compassion and the right to live, whether you are a human or not. I can't imagine that there's room in our community for any kind of racism or sexism. I mean... We are a compassionate bunch. Now, as a person of cis white privilege, I can say specifically that I do know that many of us are guilty of creating a elitist type of veganism. Um, And veganism should be attainable for all. Some of the fancy foods that we eat, some of the recipes that we create, some of the foods that we promote, always taking pictures of our meals when we're going out to eat. Um, While there's nothing specifically inherently wrong with that, it does kind of point us to an elite group of folks who can definitely afford to buy fancy vegan convenience foods, can afford to go out to eat all the time. Um, And sometimes, oftentimes, we forget that there are people of less 
privilege, people in underserved communities, people that live in food deserts, people that can't afford or don't have the time to prepare healthy, cooked, vegan meals. So we have to remind ourselves to step back and look at things from the big picture. Um, One of the things I'm trying to do in my personal life is not go to the expensive markets like Whole Foods and um, places like Lazy Acres and specialty markets and shop more locally in my neighborhood because technically I do live in a food desert. I, um, I am a person of privilege who has plenty of time and a vehicle so I can go drive to a place where I can get fresh fruit, organic vegetables and things like that. But if I were one of the people that commonly lives in my community, or if I was a single mom with a bunch of children and no access to a vehicle, my only option would be shop at the corner liquor store um, because there are no big box markets within two miles of my house. So what I'm trying to do is figure out ways to shop locally basically to keep the money in my neighborhood to begin with, and also find less expensive, yet still delicious, yet still accessible options for those who don't necessarily have the means that I do. Um, It's just something to be aware of. When you're out there on Facebook and you see someone say something that is racist, sexist, elitist, call it out. Not necessarily in a mean way, but let people know that it's something that they're saying is offensive and that they should step back and take a look at, at the at the views they're trying to get out there. Um, it's hard for me to talk about this um, because I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to be a person of color. I don't know what it's like to be a person without privilege. I've been white my whole life. I've been in a middle-class neighborhood my whole life. I've never had to deal with any of those situations, but I want to be an ally and I want to promote veganism in a way that is not classist, not sexist, not racist, and certainly not elitist. I truly believe that this is a lifestyle that can be led affordably Um, on a limited budget with limited time. So I'm really going to work on that. And I challenge all of you guys to do the same thing, especially if you have a big following. Um, Maybe, you know, I'm not saying don't go to restaurants. I'm not saying don't buy the foods that you love. But maybe every once in a while, take a look at what it is you're posting. Take a look at what it is you're doing. And try to be more inclusive in your your posting. I think that helps everybody. you know, of course, we're always posting about vegan foods and things like that, which are awesome, which is an awesome thing to do. But um, we also need to be aware that there are others that can't afford what we can afford um, and to help spread the message of veganism for all. Vegan So can we talk about what a fucking incredible year this was? This was such an incredible year. There has been so much going on. My life changed dramatically this year. I've talked about it before in previous episodes. Um, I'm on my own now. I don't work for Whole Foods anymore. So I've got all kinds of like irons in the fire doing all kinds of things. 
I just met with a guy today that gave me an incredible opportunity. So I don't want to jinx it by talking about it too much, but hopefully two weeks from now I will be launching a fresh vegan cafe style prepackaged food business with a partner that will cater specifically to office buildings to provide fresh vegan options, sandwiches, salads, and things like that to different um, offices so the employees have fresh vegan healthy options for lunch without having to leave their place of business to buy it. So that's one exciting thing that I'm working on. Um, working on a feature food article for Veg News. I'm super excited about that. It's a decadent brunch food feature. And I am going to be working with some pretty awesome photographers to get that taken care of. More on that later as well. Um, I have been doing some freelance recipe development for some other folks. And I am working with a gal named Nafsika. She has her own plant-based vegan TV show that's going to be airing on Discovery Family Network nationwide. Um, it's going to be launching on mainstream media in spring of 2016. So I'm working to help her get some some sponsors and some guests and doing all kinds of fun stuff with that. So I mean, to go from working at Whole Foods Market to be able to work for myself and partner with other like-minded vegans, like-minded business folk to really bring uh, veganism out there to the mainstream. I can't even tell you how excited I am about that. I'm hoping at the first of the year to have Nafsika on as a guest. Um, she is based out of uh, Montreal and will be filming her show in New York City. So I'm going to have to break the rules for one interview and that is to interview someone not sitting in the passenger seat. We're going to have to do a phone interview. But I promise I'll record it while I'm driving anyways. So I did find a new feature where I can record and talk on the phone at the same time. So watch out world. Um, anyways, I'm super excited about all of the wonderful and exciting things that are happening all kind of at the same time. And I really have the vegan community to thank for it, for you guys supporting me over the years, for me buying my books, following me on Instagram, liking my posts on Facebook, sharing the love that you guys have shared with me, with the rest of the world. And I just really am thankful and grateful for all of that. So I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful and amazing holiday season. And I can't wait to get back at you in the new year and talk about all the amazing things that 2016 has to offer. Another veg fest, another vegan street fair. So much is going to be happening in 2016 that I can't even believe that 2016 is going to top what 2015 has had um, to offer. So so, like I said, have a glorious holiday and a happy new year. And I will see you guys in 2016. Vegan Road Rant! So, in addition to being totally in love with Hallmark ornaments, keepsake ornaments, I'm also totally in love with Christmas music. And I have to say that this being the first year in eight years that I haven't worked retail in the holiday season, I kind of miss the fact that I used to run around my department singing 
Christmas carols to the customers, to the other team members wearing Santa hats and silly scarves and sparkly, glowing, blinking Christmas light necklaces. And I know I can't sing. I know I don't have the pipes. I'm super loud, but I'm super off key. But one of my favorite things to do is sing Christmas carols at the top of my lungs. So in the most awkward display of me rocking out while I'm driving down the street, I am going to grace you with my rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Please enjoy. And also, please feel free to turn off your radio at this point if uh, you don't want to hear it. You have been warned. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days. Happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we all will be together, if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest A merry little Christmas now Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us once more years we all will be together if the fates allow so hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now have yourself a merry 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 christmas now if you sat through that entire song you deserve a cookbook 
the first five people who send me an email to joni at justthefood.com and in the subject line you put I listen to your whole stupid song and send me your address I will send you a signed copy of one of my cookbooks Merry Christmas to you well that's it I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful Christmas and a super happy new year I'm looking forward to doing even more in 2016 so stay tuned for that happy holidays everyone and happy new year thank you for tuning in and good night You've been listening to Vegan Road Rants with Joni Marie Newman. To find out more about me and veganism, head on over to my website, justthefood.com. Click on the podcast tab to find show notes and links to all the stories we talked about in today's episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Joni Marie Newman. Like me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joni Cooks Vegan. Extra special thanks to Mr. Michael Cimino for providing the amazing theme song and sound bites for this podcast, as well as to Scott McClymans for providing the amazing artwork. Remember, it is never okay to murder or torture another living being just for a tasty supper.